Welcome to TRC Talks, a podcast by The Reynolds Company, an authorized distributor for Rockwell Automation. This show features conversations with the automation specialists from The Reynolds Company, explaining the evolving landscape of products, services, and solutions for industrial controls and automation. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Brad Freeman, and today I had a fantastic discussion with Phil Lucia from Wittenstein on the Industrial Internet of Things, Industry 4.0, and on the IoT platform that Wittenstein offers in their gearboxes. Our January webinar series is wrapping up on Wednesday, January 26th. With an update on the Stratic Switch portfolio, you can sign up at ReynoldsOnline.com. Thank you again for listening. Please enjoy this conversation between myself and Phil Lucia. Welcome back to TRC Talks. This is Brad Freeman and Today is our first ever in-person recording. I'm very excited to be talking to Phil Lucia today and through him introducing you to Wittenstein. Phil is the regional sales engineer for this company and I'm fortunate that he's local here. He's in the DFW area so we are able to meet up at our Dallas area office and record in person. Welcome Phil. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Before we start to dig into some of what you've brought here today on Wittenstein and some of the products you offer, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself first and then Wittenstein as a company second. Well, sure. Um, I live in Plano. Um, I cover an eight-state territory that includes Texas, uh, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Arkansas. I've been working for Wittenstein for about four years, and I have a mechanical engineering degree from the University of Tulsa. Wittenstein is a German company that is a manufacturer of gearboxes, drives, actuators, rack and pinion, you know, mechanical motion devices. We also have divisions that do everything from motors to nanotechnology, but Wittenstein Alpha is the division that I work for, and we're best known for gearboxes. So the point of this podcast is to put you in touch with the resources that we have. Obviously, a lot of that has been Rockwell-centric. We've got the automation specialists who are skilled in the Rockwell space here on staff at TRC. I've been able to interview a fair amount of people from the Rockwell side of things. But we've also had some episodes so far, and I would like to be doing more going forward, highlighting the other partners that we work with, the other solutions that we can offer, the other expertise that we can bring to bear. Sure, and Wittenstein has been an Encompass partner for 20 plus years with Rockwell. That's actually a point of pride of ours. Okay, Phil, so let's kick off talking about gearboxes. What are some common issues that gearbox users encounter and that you've seen in your time in the industry that you have started to gear some of your solutions towards? Absolutely. Gearboxes are, I think, a really interesting part of a motion control train. You have a electrical side where you're having 
voltages and currents that are being commanded by your drive and by your motion controller. You have your motor, which is translating those electrical currents and voltages into motion, torque, and speed. And then you have the gearbox, which is in between the motor and the load that it's running. On the motor side, everything is pretty well controlled and understood. Uh, on the load side, things get a little more challenging. Depending on the type of motion that you're doing and the type of control uh, or the type of mechanism that you're controlling, you can be doing something like unwinding a spool. You can be doing something like conveying a system that may have different weights on it at different times. You know, you may have a product where you're running for a few hours with one format that's real heavy and then change over to a different format that's a lot lighter. So the gearbox is going to be seeing a pretty broad range of operating conditions. That load is going to be a little unpredictable. And what that translates to is wear and tear that meets the drivetrain at the gearbox. So the gearbox is really the point where you see things start to fail and start to be mechanically challenged uh, in the drivetrain. A lot of times the gearboxes get the blame for system failures really aren't necessarily the problem of having a bad gearbox. It's more that that's the canary in the coal mine where you start to see problems with your system design uh, or where not even in problems per se, but where you start to see where taking place the cumulative effects of many hours of operation taking effect at the point of the gearbox. Um, so you start to see issues like gears wearing, you start to see backlash increasing over the life of the gearbox. Um, backlash being the play between gears uh, when you're reversing direction. Um, you start to see torques increasing because of friction increasing. Bearings are wearing, parts on the load are starting to run with less efficiency, and so the motor and gearbox are both being taxed higher over time. Um, and you see things like couplings failing and breaking, um, and a lot of times that's the first indication that you have an issue with your machine. I think what I'm hearing through that, at least brief overview, is that if we're looking at the drivetrain as an entire system, the gearbox is often the first point of failure which means that there's potentially some data at that point that we could use to diagnose what's going on overall. That's exactly right. A lot of times people think that uh, being able to get a current trace off of the motor is enough information to tell what's happening in a system, but it really doesn't tell you the story because the current trace is happening in the fully electrical realm. The, if there's a mechanical failure that's taxing the system, you'll see a current spike most likely you know, at the point that it breaks, but you don't have any indication of what's happening until it's already too late, to basically, and you have an unplanned downtime or maintenance cycle on your machine. If the gearbox could warn you ahead of time about you know, the machine becoming less efficient or there being an unexpected maintenance issue, uh, that would be really valuable data um, to have. And with the Wittenstein Synapse system, that's actually exactly what we've identified and put into the hands of users and of OEMs. Yeah, so I was cheating and looking on the notes that you so graciously provided to me. And when you said, if the gearbox could provide the data of this failure coming, that's immediately where I went, oh, he's about to talk about Synapse. What is Synapse? Tell us a little bit about that platform how it's helping our customers, our end users, fix or prevent these incoming issues. Synapse is Wittenstein's entry into Industry 4.0 
IoT, uh, and remote condition monitoring. We have a IOLINK sensor module that we have integrated directly into the adapter plate of the gearbox. So it's just a, an aluminum plate that is part of the gearbox. It's used to mount to the motor. Uh, we drill a hole in it. We install a sensor module inside, and the customer uses IOLINK interfaces um, to get the data out of that module and into whatever data gathering uh, device or service they have. That sounds like a great platform to begin with. The Industry 4.0 shift is something that, honestly, it's probably why I do what I do. It's why I love being involved in this space, seeing the kind of applications that are developing and, and coming forward and helping our customers figure out how to get there. Tell me a little bit more about what that data looks like, what kinds of information would be coming back, and how that's then interpreted to better preventative maintenance, better applications, etc. Sure. The, the data really is three primary streams. One of those streams is a simple you know, digital identification, the gearbox providing its own serial number, part number, identification information so that you can tell which plat or which axis you're looking at. Uh, and then the other two data streams are coming from a temperature sensor and a three-axis accelerometer. Uh, the temperature sensor uh, will tell you sort of the health of the gearbox and the motor um, as measured by how much heat rise you're getting. It can also tell you quite a bit of information about your process state. If you're at the point of application, you know, where the, where the machine is meeting the product, if you're, say, doing a pharmaceutical or food and beverage application, having a temperature sensor down in the machine right near where the product is is really valuable data. So it can tell you if your process is out of spec or not. The accelerometer can tell you information on vibration. It can also tell you information about the acceleration of the axis, if it's a moving axis. To be clear, the Synapse is not a shaft acceleration measurement. It's an acceleration of the gearbox as a whole. And so if you have it mounted on a rack and pinion system or at the end of a robot arm, it can tell where the gearbox is moving to. It can't tell what the shaft is doing exactly. But the uh, accelerometer, like I said, is three axis. Uh, not only a single axis, so you can tell in any direction. And it can also give you information about the mounting position of the gearbox. So if the gearbox is oriented incorrectly, that's something that can be flagged by a designer or by a maintenance engineer remotely, and that can be fed back to correction. So what does that look like when we're talking about historical data? How much data can be stored? Is there a software option you're using for that? Is trending um, in the short term something that is tracked innately by the software? Is trending in the long term something that's compared to see if an application is starting to break down or you're having gearbox issues? Yeah, that's really where things get interesting. There are a few different approaches you can take to the data. So your question about historical data really is going to depend on the sample rate, which you set as the configurator of the, of the Synapse system. If you set it to a short sample rate, you're going to get a lot of data generated over a short period, but you're going to have a lot of granularity in that data. You can see, for example, a particular move or a particular moment. If, if you come visit our trade show booth, 
Um, you can actually you know, pick up the gearbox and put it down, and a second or two later, our Synapse display will show a spike in vibration from that movement. That would be a fast sample rate. That creates a lot of data. Uh, there's a small onboard memory in Synapse, but if you have a fast sample rate, it's recommended that you are connected to like an a industrial network that's taking that data off of the onboard memory. On the other hand, if you're not interested in extremely dynamic motion um, or if you don't need data you know, down to the second, you can set a low sample rate and then the onboard memory on Synapse is enough to handle enough data for probably the life of the, uh, of the product, about 20,000 hours um, is what we rate our, uh, our gearboxes for on a catalog rating. So you can um, have data going back to the beginning of the gearbox installation. You can look at trends over time, um, like you alluded to. That is uh, available, uh, that data is available via three main methods or three main uh, locations. Uh, one is through the PLC. Um, the other would be through an industrial PC network, um, which your, which your uh, customer or your install site would need to have set up sort of externally. But again, IoT and IOLink, Industry 4.0, uh, a lot of customers are moving in that direction already. Um, so that's something that you know, Synapse would feed right into. And that's something we preach on this podcast as well, uh, particularly on the episodes where Wayne Welk is involved uh, as he is one of our automation specialists. But I know he's brought in Brandon Singh and Joe Belaski and Mike Masterson and others on the Reynolds team who are really plugged into that. If you're listening to this and thinking that this is a solid application that you'd like to have, but you're not sure if you can handle it on the networking side, one, if you scroll back in our podcast feed, we've got some great episodes of networking or Get in touch with your account manager, and we can put you in touch with those resources to get that conversation rolling forward as well. Finally, the last method of getting the Synapse data out would be using the cloud. Wittenstein has a portal where um, the data can be fed back to you know, our servers where we can perform some analysis, and we can provide you with sort of a health monitoring approach to looking at the gearboxes too. Most customers at this point are opting for either just the PLC or their own industrial network, um, but this, this um, cloud system is available for customers that are interested in pursuing that and uh, letting us do kind of the heavy lifting of the in analyzing the stream of data you're getting from this. I do also want to mention that the Wittenstein um, service portal is a, something that is integrated into our products where your customers can go be able to access information on getting replacement parts, getting product data, drawings. Uh, there's links to all of the documentation there. There's also uh, a way to integrate the Synapse data with the service portal, so it's all sort of in one neat package. If that's the route that, that your customer chooses to go down, they're not locked into that by any means. So what I'm hearing so far is a lot of conversation around preventative maintenance, tracking the life of the gearbox, tracking the application. Are there any other reasons that Synapse is useful and that this data can be gathered and analyzed? Yes, the data that you get from Synapse is also very valuable from a design standpoint and from in the prototype phase of product development. If you have a Synapse gearbox installed on your prototype machine 
gathering data, um, getting sort of a, a normal profile of vibration and temperature for operation of your machine. You can even then use that data to fine-tune your design. You can tell if you have, uh, for example, an oversized or undersized gearbox or motor uh, on your servo axis. And then you can use you know, normal non-sensor gearboxes for your uh, production run or for later iterations of the machine. You can also use the Synapse system for troubleshooting. If uh, you have an issue in the field, preventative maintenance is one thing, but being able to diagnose something remotely is also a feature that is uh, pretty attractive to a lot of users, and uh, Synapse enables that. Assuming our customers have adopted this platform, are there local settings that can be changed? Is this something that needs to be configured a certain way on install? What does it look like adapting the usage of this platform? If your machine has like a format change... Synapse can be adjusted on the fly. You can change the sample rate or you can change your thresholds that are in software where you're getting a warning when those thresholds are exceeded. You can configure Synapse on the fly with your PLC or industrial network to be able to accommodate those different motion profiles. Um, Synapse can uh, can be configured with these threshold warnings so that uh, an alarm will play through the machine or a a pop-up window can come on the um, monitoring PC and that can be changed depending on what motion profile is being run on a particular program. What products is Synapse available on? Is there a particular subset of your overall product offering? Is this something that's a blanket offering overall? Why don't you talk to me about that a little bit? Yes, and that's one of my favorite parts of Synapse is that it is not limited to only a particular part of the Wittenstein product line. If you're familiar with Wittenstein, you know that sort of our reputation was established on the high-end motion market. You know, very precise and very powerful gearboxes are where we were, where we made our name. Wittenstein has products across the entire spectrum of servo motion performance. We have very economical gearboxes in um, the class of performance where that's uh, the most important thing, and you can get Synapse on those gearboxes. The only consideration we have to take into account is whether this module will fit into the physical adapter plate. And if you have a gearbox that's too small for the module, uh, we have options of how we can mount it uh, depending on the machine design, where it'll fit. But across the board of all of Wittenstein's products, including planetary gearboxes, worm gearboxes, Uh, right angle, hypoids, and uh, bevel gearboxes, you can get a Synapse module in that axis, and you can start monitoring your process performance and uh, monitoring for potential maintenance issues right away. Well, I think the last question I have is on cost-effectiveness. Does it make sense to go ahead with the Synapse platform as compared to installing temperature sensors and vibration sensors and other external devices to try to gather the same data? Well, sure. I mean, Wittenstein wouldn't offer a, uh, a product option that didn't make sense from an economic standpoint. We probably wouldn't sell very many of them. Yes, the, the Synapse system, since we have uh, our own sensor module that we're manufacturing, we can do so very economically. And you can get a Synapse module in your gearbox for less than the price of a comparable standalone IO link temperature and uh, vibration sensor or accelerometer. Uh, Synapse is uh, probably more economical than you would imagine. So um, be sure to ask your Reynolds account manager when you get a gearbox quote for the Synapse option to be able to offer that um, as as an option to your end user or OEM. And something that we 
have talked about before is total cost of ownership. And this absolutely simplifies the application. To no have the question. sensors and the data built in there, it's one item that you have to buy, install, configure. You're not buying multiple things to try to put together the same solution. So yeah, that pre-configured, pre-packaged ability to have that data there, I think is incredibly valuable. Well, and with the Rockwell platform, it's already very straightforward uh, with add-on profiles um, and configuration settings that are all packaged. Wittenstein has already invested um, in developing those add-on profiles for Synapse. So when you plug into a Rockwell drive, it's already there for you. You mentioned total cost of ownership. Um, I want to hit on that real quick because you've probably heard this a million times, but when you have an end user that's running a full production scale any unplanned downtime is incredibly, incredibly expensive for them. So any opportunity you have to build preventative and, um, and pre-scheduled maintenance in rather than unplanned downtime is, in some cases, literal millions of dollars saved. Having a choice between getting a little more data out of a gearbox that can flag you to a problem either in your process or in your drivetrain uh, versus having to scramble for unplanned downtime and expediting product uh, is really a no-brainer. Phil, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, I'm definitely hoping that we're going to have listeners who are going to be reaching out to their local account managers, their local sales force, uh, and getting in touch with you and the Wittenstein team to start exploring this as an option. Thanks a lot, Brett. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of TRC Talks. For support, please see our website, reynoldsonline.com. And for those who are outside of our area, please visit rockwellautomation.com and you can find your authorized local distributor there. Check our show notes for links on how to contact our team and to see our upcoming webinar series. TRC Talks is produced and hosted by Wayne Welk and Brad Freeman of The Reynolds Company. Editing and mixing for this episode were by Brad Freeman, and today's guest was Phil Lucia. Thank you again, and we will see you in the next episode. I'll be honest, you started saying planetoid and holic whatever and I'm like hmm yes your boxes <laughs> I mean I, I, I gotta talk about the product I have you know? business degrees okay <laughs>